I'm Jorge Salazar with the Texas Advanced Computing Center. Changes in the air and water of the Arctic Ocean. Scientists are keeping an eye out on shrinking sea ice, five million square miles of floating ice surrounding the North Pole. It bounces sunlight back to space, which keeps polar regions cool and helps moderate global climate. An award-winning simulation shows the complex changes in circulation happening at one of Earth's most remote and inaccessible places, the Arctic Ocean. The Texas Advanced Computing Center shared an award with UT Austin's Institute for Computational Engineering and Sciences for the best scientific visualization and data analytics showcase. It's called Circulation in the Arctic Ocean and its Marginal Seas, from Low Latitudes to the Pole and Back. The Supercomputing Conference, SE18, gave the award in November of 2018 to the team of lead author Greg Foss and Brianna Bradshaw of TAC, and Anne Nguyen, Arash Bigdeli, Victor Okanya, and Patrick Heimbach of ISIS. I visited Greg Foss at the TAC VizLab, and we talked more about the Arctic Ocean simulation and creating visualizations for science. Could you tell me, like, what inspired you to choose that subject, to choose the um, Arctic Ocean as something to put this visualization together? This is part of an NSF grant that a group at ISIS upstairs. It's a big project, but one component is that they do some kind of outreach within the program. And so they came up with the idea of an exhibition on campus about the Arctic, and they invited, I believe there were six different artists, I think. They each had a section of the exhibition. And then the researchers, Anne Wen and Patrick Heimbach, one of the seven thing was about the science. And they were actually VizLab walk-ins to see what was down here. And, and I happened to talk to them, and then they, they needed visualization. So I got enlisted at that point. So. So you were just in the right place at the right time? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, we got along well, and of course it's interesting. It's it's the sort of thing I would work on because it's very visual and easy to relate to. and um, So it's a project I would look for anyhow, but that's how it came to be. Can you talk a little bit about the software they used, the, the Osprey um, software? Or the TAC has been doing a lot of non-GPU-based visualization, and this is uh, an example of that? Uh, I work with freeware called Paraview, which is developed by Kitware, and it's a well-known, well-used visualization package across the country. It's got a huge user base, and we make it available to um, our users, and so we support, you know, we, we back them up on that. And I guess you could say part of that was involvement in developing this Osprey software renderer I believe with Intel. It's a software ray tracer, and it um, when it was uh, completed, it was added as a uh, component of Paraview. So I just use it within Paraview, and I use that particularly specifically in this project because it brought out a lot of very fine, detailed structures that I wasn't getting with the OpenGL render. I was going to say, um, one of the things that I found really interesting were like the, some of the larger scale features that were coming out. Yeah, it's very active data. It's um, it's a pretty good size data set, really, and uh, there's a lot going on in it. So really, you can look anywhere, and you'll see all kinds of different structures happening. And um, so the whole process of working on this was... Uh, Anne would come down and show me what things are. I mean, they just show up all over the place. There's all kinds of, you know, falling 
water that's you know doing this one thing and causing something else to move the other way and this is bringing heat in from here this is pushing it out there and this is part of that <laughs> as far as i went to i just i just learned some stuff about the arctic ocean as far as the scientists i don't know that they actually learned from this visualization but basically it was a good um they they used it as a way of of showing things that that they felt were good for telling their story about the research in the exhibition. So it was a way of presenting a lot of different things going on. And um, I got Anne to just sort of, you know, choose. There were so many different things. I got her to choose like seven, I think, something like that, favorites. And then I built the animation around that. So it's it's basically a tour of these different mm -hmm interesting features and we chose places in the simulation that especially showed them off so that's a lot of the timing was making sure we were in the right place at the right time to see the you know the best show i doubt if she really learned from it but she certainly saw things in it that um you know she got real excited about and i think you know any kind of different software approaches it'll bring something else to it this is not something she was had done before so she's worked with other tools just in general would you speak to um like what is something that you like people to see in these visualizations that you've worked on ideally when you look at them um, there's enough information presented in such a way that it actually is the data that you're looking at it actually is a plot so ideally, the graphics are sort of, you know, transparent to that. That's what I hope happens, that basically you look at it and it's like you're seeing the data in this other form. So that's ideally what it's like. You've been listening to Greg Foss of the Texas Advanced Computing Center. For the Texas Advanced Computing Center, I'm Maury Salazar.